Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. This is our 100th episode. We made it. Uh, on this uh, on this 100th episode, we're talking about the Great Commission. Uh, we're talking about Jesus giving us uh, his word, his spirit to go into this world and proclaim him as a risen Lord and Savior. And so you'll hear Kevin and I talk about the, the birth of the Christian church and um, and, and what that means. We'll talk about the spirit. Uh, we'll even talk about people who have had an impact in our lives and are raising up at us as Christian men. And so, uh, as always, we hope that you will listen to this conversation, that you'll take something from it, and that you'll start other conversations as well and watch the spirit be at work. We hope you enjoy it. Okay. Kevin. Aaron. Here we are, man. Yeah. T- I mean... Episode one hundred, the big centennial. Can you hear baby. the? I I think I can hear the people. Oh, are they chanting? One hundred, one hundred, one hundred, one hundred. Woo! One hundred episodes. The crowd won't stop. I heard. Look at it. Oh man! Stop! I. Thank you. Very well, responsive crowd. And to those of you watching this on YouTube, we've still got we've we're, we're still hidden. We're still hidden. You can't see us yet because this is episode one hundred. That's right. Big reveal here, and we've got a big reveal. We've been teasing this for weeks. We're gonna we're gonna. We've got this new new stuff happening. We've been working hard. Working hard. You ready for the big reveal? The crowd's ready. They're ready. Three. Let- Two, one. All right, here we are. Hey, welcome to another episode on the Brown Cash. <laughs> you know, here's what happened. Yeah, tell us about it, Aaron. What happened? Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's all I had. You know what it was? It's our production crew, and uh, they were uh, they're on strike. <laughs> they're on strike. It's a bunch of yeah, scat trying to scab us. All right, episode one hundred and one. We'll have a new setup. <laughs> Here, here. I don't know. We've got some, that's all right. We've got some ideas, but this is this is working. Yeah. We just uh, we need to switch it up a little bit because we don't want to have to hold these microphones and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. we have some ideas. We're we're not going to tell you what they are. Yeah, we'll probably we, not we d- follow through. <laughs> exactly, we did that once. It didn't work out great. <laughs> uh, episode so. hundred. No, this has been fun though. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's would, kinda, I mean, to think about a hundred episodes is yeah. you know it's it's kind of wild. It's been a, it's been a ride. We started this right. Shortly after, you know, I got here and well in the very thick of the pandemic. Right. You know, it's kind of the, I think the premise. Right. Right. Well, and we, we wanted to have a, another way to communicate with people, Mm -hmm. um, I guess digitally in the, in the middle of the week for one, but then we started it because we were having those, uh, or we did a sermon series called the spiritually vibrant home. And that whole thing was like having spiritually vibrant conversations. And so we, we started conversate. You made up that word. (laughs) Even though it happens it's to real. be in the dictionary. It's real. <laughs> I read it that morning. Yeah. And uh and here we are. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a it's been it's been a good deal. Mm-hmm. And uh we're gonna keep pressing on. Yeah. It's you've been a great conversation partner, my friend. <sighs> and it's been and it's been fun hearing from uh other voices as well in the congregation. I mean, we've heard stories from a handful uh, of different people and uh kind of need to to hear the stories that emerge and like you say, just have spiritual conversation, you know, something that uh we don't always do one mm. you know i mean as far as doing it well that's less the point it's more about just doing it you know right well 
<clears throat> I shared I shared a statistic in my sermon this last Sunday about um, you know practicing Christians. There was a Barna study, and I um, and and I believe if I reported on it correctly, mm. I believe what the report was saying was that practicing Christians admit to basically having uh, two conversations about their faith with a non Christian each year. And I was see I was trying to because I think that statistic was part of that. Same fall kickoff, steady the spiritually vibrant homes. Hmm. I don't know if it was in that book or if it was part of like Barna will often come out with a kind of a this, plethora of resources. Yeah, this was from a packet they put together called Revival Reviving Evangelism. Got it. Reviving. Uh, and I wonder if that was spiritual conversations in the digital age. Yeah. That. I went to that seminar actually in St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool to, to sit on and, and meet um oh, who's the head of Barna? David Kinneman. David Kinneman, yeah. It's, he's a Smart guy. But anyways, um, I, when you mentioned the statistic, I was like, I, am, am I, I was like, is, was it with, was it, did it have that um, clause of with non-believers or was it even just to it all? Oh. That's what I couldn't remember. Because if I was thinking it may have even been even with another Christian, oh. like that, but I'm, but I'm not sure if I was remembering that right. And in either case, it's not much. No, it's not. I, yeah, I was a double check. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about once every 182 and yeah. a half days. Speaking of double checking things I said in my sermon, oh yeah, I, I I need to publicly apologize because I misspoke in my sermon. Uh oh. All right, tell us. <sighs> well, so I don't. I mean, I, I'm in, in all in all truth and honesty, I really did uh, say the wrong thing, and uh, so here's here's what happened at the end of my sermon. I was talking about the spirit and that the word for spirit in the Greek language is the word pneuma, yep. which it is. Yep. So this is true. And the word pneuma, that is spirit, also does mean breath. Right. What I said, though, was, it, was the, uh, the, the scripture says that Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. I said that the word for breath there, that he's breathing, and the word for spirit is both pneuma. Uh, it's not. Interesting. And so I know all of you conversate listeners went home and consulted Check your, the Greek. your Greek <laughs> New Testament. And you're like, That's right. Pastor Aaron said the wrong thing. Actually, it's interesting because the 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 word for breathe, uh, the so the the verb he breathed on them the Holy Spirit is the Greek word uh emphasao, which interesting. Like emphasize? Uh not emphasize, no. but like emphysema. Oh, emphysema I've, is another like lung disorder. Is what like, is it where, where you're where you can't get a good breath? It's, oh, okay. Like okay. pneumonia, I think usually has like fluid in the lungs, but uh-huh. emphysema is like your lungs just aren't like working right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's both connected. So, connected idea. But emphysaho. I mean, so the. Anyways, I misspoke. I apologize. I double checked myself. I should have. I should have done that before I said it, but I didn't. Mm. So. I don't think I said anything necessarily untrue, except that it just wasn't cur- quite, quite right. Quite right. So, well, my bad, but I should publicly apologize. So, there you go. By the command of Jesus and in his stead, Aaron. <sighs> Thank you. I forgive you of all your sins. Yeah. I that just, one included. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know if anybody can trust anything I'll ever say again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I personally am, uh, you know, my confidence in you is strengthened by your admittance. I kind of wish, I was thinking about that the other day, like as we're getting... 
more into a, a political, you know, like we're coming up to this kind of political time. We're going to be voting on, uh, you know, governor and local, you know, like local positions, okay. right? And, Are you uh, running? No. I don't like the exercise. <laughs> but I'm nyak, nyak, nyak. The button is far away. Yeah, it's too far. Um, yeah, I would never run for off. I would be, but this was my whole thinking of why. I was thinking about this. I was like, like, it, it, there's always such this move to like cover up and like try and hide away any potential, you know what I'm saying? Like, thing from the past scandal whatever or it's like wouldn't it be nice if people just kind of like hey by the way you might want to know about this like these things happen yeah that you know i'm not i'm not proud of it but oh my goodness which is like i feel like it would just suck out all the tension you know that exists when you try and operate from this like standpoint of like i'm really great and here's my opposition and they're horrible i don't trust anything they say right like i would so much faster believe someone who's just like yeah like this and you know I did this. That you know, it happened. I'm owning it now, and you know, I'm not happy about it. But uh, yeah, I'm different now. I actually, you know, people change. Believe it or not, <laughs> just because you did something in ninth grade doesn't mean you're still that same person today. Um, but anyways, that's a tan- that's tangential. Uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you for being open. Oh, you're welcome. And transparent. Thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> hey, Amen. <laughs> You want me to tell you about the other thing I said, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I won't comment on it. We can go, we'll do that one quicker. No, no. <laughs> All right, now that would be a secret. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Well, mm. so the topic at hand was our final good word. Yep. The word scent. Mm-hmm. Not like, like that, like your snifter, but uh, being sent. That's right. Like going out. Jesus sending us as his people the good news of life and salvation mm-hmm. right i think i hope as christian people that that wasn't the first time that mm-hmm. anyone has heard that word yeah right? well i mean or if it was hey glad that you heard that word yeah you know what i mean I mean, that's that was another Barna piece not that long ago that I saw that um, the Great Commission, so Matthew 28, yeah. it was something like 46% of people didn't even know what the Great Commission referred to. Right. And I mean, that's telling, you know? Right. Uh, and maybe it's partly because we are kind of inheriting, a, you know, a Christian context here in America where much of society was really based on and established, you know, on Christian principles and ethics. And there was a time when like everybody went to church, you know, or predominantly uh, people went to Christian churches. And so maybe there's been a somewhat of a loss of that idea that, oh, I like Jesus is calling me to go and be sent, you know, like go and go and speak his truth to people. Right. Even people like you mentioned, even people who know, it's like, just because you know the truth doesn't mean you don't need a reminder. Right. I need a daily one. Right. More like hourly. Right. Right. Yeah. But there's this, uh, you know, so we talk about the Great Commission and that's, you know, is generally specifically mentioned or specifically uh, connected to Matthew chapter 28. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jesus says, you know, as you go, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Um, and I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Um, but the great commission of Jesus, he, you know, he, he sends his people and, and he s- speaks those similar words in a variety of places. And I, and I shared those in my, in my sermon. Right. Um, there are others actually, I just I didn't want to, <laughs> we wanna, had a lot of Bible passages. <laughs> yeah. I, I threw a lot at you. Um, cause I wanted to show like mm-hmm. this is everywhere. You know, we yeah. are, we are sent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, but so when we talk about the great commission, you know, Jesus, Jesus has sent us with this commission to go and make disciples. Um, I, th- I think the question, the question is, is always, are, are we a church that, you know, are we a great commission church uh, or mm. are we a great omission mm. church? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, uh, is, is this something that, that we're actually living by or is it something we're, we're omitting, mm-hmm. um, from the way that we are the church you right. know and i to put that in front of you you're like it can be it can be convicting mm-hmm. um because maybe maybe we look at that statistic about like i mean how how often have i talked about the faith mm-hmm. either just at all or to non-christians and it's like gee huh mm-hmm. maybe i'm not that statistically much better that but if you and and then and then consider all the times that we just looked at the world and said, ah, mm-hmm. world's going to hell in a handbasket. What's wrong with these people? These people are crazy, you know? Right. And we just uh, bemoan and grudge on it and yep. um, complain and mm-hmm. uh, to our, you know, fellow Christians. Yeah, life would be so much better <clears throat> if fill in the blank. Yeah. You know? And I mean, we're all guilty of this. I'm, I'm guilty of it too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so we do these things instead of having our hearts break. Mm-hmm you know, um, and, and being moved with compassion and that's the, the you know, compassion, the, the scriptural, the scriptural Greek word for compassion. And I'm not going to misspeak on my Greek here. Oh, I, know, I know it's your favorite Greek word. I know it's splachna. It, uh, like means to have your guts moved mm. and, uh, like yeah, our guts should, should move. Like we should be moved to the core when we see people far from Jesus and see their, their hurt and their, their heartache, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to change my perspective on the world. When I, when I listen to others who are not Christians speak about the problems of the world or speak about the issues in the world and, and mm. totally disconnected from any concept of Christ or God or the church or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that, that, what they're desiring can be found in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and so, I mean, the world wants hope, like the world wants peace, the world wants purpose, the world mm-hmm. wants healing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so where are these things found? Well, we know they're found in Jesus. And so that we, we ought to be moved with compassion to, to share those words. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I was moved, uh, you know, honestly in your sermon, um, the, uh, to, to, recognize that this isn't this isn't something new that Jesus is doing with us in terms of sending us but he Jesus was sent himself ah. you know by God the Father uh, so like God is ascending God and he sends you I mean you went all the way back to Genesis and showed how how Abraham or Abram was yeah. even sent out of his his homeland and he went you know I mean he responded to the call but that God you know God's attitude God's attitude toward the world is not Oh look, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Hmm. You know? Oh great. They've they've really ruined it again, you know. They've messed it up. Um his 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 emotion or his heart towards humanity is not one of writing us off, but like John three seventeen says, Jesus didn't come to bring condemnation, to step in and judge and say, Well, wait a way to wreck the place, guy, you know, <laughs> I created this for you and you blew it. Um but no, to actually that the world might be saved through him. You know, so I mean, to me, that it's like, yeah, I am part of that world. Like, I'm part of that rebellious, uh, you know, like 
slack off, you know, whether it's explicit or implicitly that I've contributed to the brokenness of this world, you know, in my own relationships, in my own life, in my own, you know, emissions from my car. <laughs> I mean, it depends how, you know, how nitty gritty you want to get on the details of brokenness. But even by, by existing, actually, this came up in uh, kind of the pandemic a little bit where it was, I got the impression at some point where like people were so concerned about safety where it almost felt like by existing, I was threatening other people's existence. Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of how it felt, like, just because it was so much kind of like, you got to be isolated in a way, and don't you dare, you know, potentially create problems for the world. It's like, I create problems just by, exi- <laughs> like, if I get on the road and drive my car, I just increased the chance you're going to get in an accident, because I've right. been in a few guys, so. <laughs> Blue Corolla, watch out for me on the roads. Um, you know, so it's like, so I, I realize, like, I participate in the destruction, the entropy of this world, and yet God didn't turn his back on me. Mm. God said, no, like, I'm, I'm and, and this is the cool thing. God didn't just say, no, Kevin, look, you're a total, you're, you're a total louse, like, you totally blow it, but hey, I'm going to save you anyway. Like, and that's true, but he goes, he goes a step further yeah. to say, no, like, I'm actually going to use you. Mm. And then he says that to all of us. I mean, he says that to all of you people listening. Like he's saying, you might not think you're a strong Christian. It's not your strength. Hmm. It's not yours. It's mine, right? Mm. That's what Paul says. Like, it's not my strength. I'm I'm actually stronger when I'm weak Mm. because I realize it's not me. It's God. It's his spirit. And uh, I've always, well, not always, more recently, I've been kind of struck by that, how Jesus with his own, because his own disciples blow it. They were for mm. trembling for fear, you know? And that's like, they abandoned Jesus and Jesus <laughs> comes and he speaks peace. You know, peace be with you guys twice, he mm. says it, you know? And uh, and then um, he says, no, like, I'm going to use, I'm going to use you guys. Like, of course, like, And if I was them, I'd be kind of thinking like, oh, <laughs> sorry, Jesus, we kind of kind of blew that one up. Well, well they're probably thinking like, probably in the same way that we've been doing this like you'll be the guy and we'll sort of be right you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of follow you around you yeah know, and <laughs> you stuff. say the stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll nod along we'll we'll right we'll keep the bad guys at bay you know we'll fight right back. we'll <laughs> ask all the dumb questions that the people are too afraid to ask like where are we gonna get more bread and fish again you know and then you can make us look silly yeah jesus and do another miracle you know <laughs> yeah well totally i think you're right i mean when jesus ascended into heaven the disciples, kind of their heads were stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the plan as we thought it would be, right. which wasn't the first time they had that, you know, feeling. Right. Well, and so speaking of the, you know, the ascension of Jesus, right before his ascension is is uh, when he spoke in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, mm-hmm. where he says, um, you know, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Mm. Um and then he went into heaven. <laughs> uh, and so, so basically he was telling him, you know, go everywhere, mm. go locally, go to the mm. ends of the earth, bring news of, of my salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was 10 days later after his ascension into heaven uh, that they, they were together for the um, Jewish celebration of Pentecost right. and the Holy Spirit came upon them in Jerusalem mm. and uh, they went into the streets with the boldness of the gospel, hmm. um, speaking in languages that they didn't know that they could speak. And the word was heard um, by thousands of people. And on that very first day, um, 3,000 people believed and were baptized. Hmm. And which, which, by the way, like, don't hear that and think like, 
oh, 3,000 people, I'll never, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what a huge, extravagant number. Right. This is a major f- Jewish festival. Like, there's probably like half a million people right. gathered uh, uh, for this festival. So, it was an awesome day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to slam the day. It's still exciting. Um, but, you know, I think, I think you can't go out with a mindset of like, well, I'll just go out and I'll say a couple things and like, it's going to, it's just going to like turn people, nah. you know? But then, I mean, after that in the, in the book of, in the book of Acts, it is, I mean, there are big movements, but most of it is just kind of one by one by one by one by one. By, right. You know, and then those ones investing in others and others and others. But the, the disciples did go. They started going around the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the book of Acts describes these missionary journeys um, mm-hmm. of, of some of the disciples and then of Paul, uh, but historical uh, Christian records, uh, in, not, not, not in the Bible per se, but, mm-hmm. but other very historical records indicate the, the movement of the disciples around the world. Um, it, there's, there's historical records of Thomas. Mm. Uh, you know the guy that would give a bad rap for being <laughs> doubting Thomas, doubting even though Thomas. Uh, he's my favorite. Yeah, I love Thomas. He's like, dude, you guys got to touch and see Jesus, I, how, yeah. and you're telling me I got to believe. Like, come on, give me, give me a break. And yeah. then Jesus is nice to him and says, "Well, here you can That's right. touch and see." Um, but there's historical records of Thomas actually going to India mm. and probably dying in India. There's a church there, uh, and so I mean, it's incredible to think about mm-hmm. the movement of Christianity from the very beginning that these disciples took the good news of Jesus mm-hmm. and, and in particular the power of the resurrection. Right. That's the whole, that is the thing. That's the vitality behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, not just, not just Jesus loves you, um, but mm-hmm. Jesus actually rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, um, that is the message of Christianity. Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. If, if he rose from the dead, he, he he's back to last week he's victorious over everything right right so um so and we can take him at his word mm-hmm. um but they they took this message and they they proclaimed it into a world that really wasn't they weren't looking for it Mm-mm. and they were actually most of the world was hostile towards this message mm-hmm. and so the birth of christianity is the most remarkable, miraculous thing in the history of the world, besides yeah. like the creation of the world. Um, it's the recreation of the world. <laughs> yeah. And in many ways, yeah. Um, especially the, the seed of the new creation of the, anyways, we still have the, <laughs> the restoration of all things to come. We're jamming on some theology guys. <laughs> Pardon us for a moment. Yeah. But, um, but they, they so the, the early Christian move, like the early Christians, I mean, they they were up against odds. There was no reason that this thing should have taken off except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I mean, well, the, the two major players um, that the Jews that, that these early Jewish Christians were facing was one the the Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we see it. I mean, the Jews didn't want um, they they didn't want to believe this. I mean, they killed Jesus. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it felt like a perverse distortion of their religion. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like a if, if a sub Christian group formed, you know, that like totally contradicted our understanding of the Trinity or of Jesus, you know, things like, like if you would, it would be that, uh, uh, kind of like volatile to us in our faith, you know, to think of like the sub culture story, we'd be like, this is horrible. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's basically how they it's like thought. It's like allowing drums in church. Yeah. <laughs> it's like drummer. Like what uh, if there was a service? What if there was a church service of just drums? Be, uh, well, you go to Africa. There you go. It is. Boom. All right. Um, 
so they they were up against the Jews, but they were also up against the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. which said you can only worship Caesar, right? right? Or or the or the other gods that you know were were allocated in the Roman Empire, which is interesting. So like the the first Christians were actually called atheists because mm-hmm. they didn't recognize the the panel of gods, the polytheism, mm-hmm. because they did not bow to all of the gods, which was kind of the culturally accepted thing to do, but they they had one god. Yeah, they were called atheists. They were the the original atheists. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting. So, I, I tell you all this because back to my you know miss miss speaking about the the, the Greek word for breathing <laughs> and uh, and spirit, but it is by the power of the Holy Spirit and the people speaking the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hmm that allows that that allows the church to exist mm-hmm. and to um, continue to spread. Mm-hmm. Now that same Holy spirit lives and resides within you, mm-hmm. within me, within all of you listening, watching this. Um, if you confess Jesus as your savior, if you've been baptized in his name, that Holy spirit is within you. Um, the, the resurrection power of Jesus mm-hmm. is yours. Mm-hmm. You will rise from the dead. You have nothing to fear. So, Let's go. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that that is the message. Mm-hmm. And I think like I was thinking about this is towards the tail end of your sermon as well, like another comment that struck me was um uh, well, you had us breathe, mm-hmm. which I love to do actually in my so this is part of my like personal prayer life. Um but basically every morning I start my prayer by saying, you know, thank you Jesus for another day to live and move. I love that phrase in Acts 17, I think, live and move and have, have our being. being. Yeah. But I always say yeah, to live and move and breathe. And I take a breath, mm. you know, and it's just kind of this nice, like, slow down, like, I can kind of, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, people, like you do it in yoga, or I don't know, there's other, you can do it in a secular way, but it's like just good in general for your, you know, like, mm. I'm a, I'm a fast paced kind of guy, I get like a little, little edgy sometimes, so like, not to breathe, but then it's also this reminder of like, no, breathing in the spirit, like mm. life is sacred. Mm. You know, every breath we take is this kind of gift of God, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool. So yeah, live and br- uh, move and breathe and uh, and be in your creation. And, um, but then I, I thought about, uh, so you said, yeah, breathe in, you know, and what did you just breathe in? You breathe in life. Mm. And you said, breathe out. And you had to help us remember that we needed to breathe in again <laughs> to breathe out, which was that, was, that was funny. But I thought about this. Um, like spiritually understand what you're like when you're saying breathe life, you know, it's kind of like, um, well, it's like speak life, like bring life into your relationships, into your home, into your workplace. Um, but I thought like just purely biologically about it, right? Like I breathe out death. Mm. If I'm in a room that's closed and there's no air coming into the room, mm. I will suck up all the life of that room and I will fill it with my own what carbon monoxide mm. and eventually die carbon. isn't it right dioxide dioxide you would I, need a couple of plants i'm bad at i'm <laughs> bad at chemistry but i thought about that and, and i thought it was a kind of a helpful it's a helpful metaphor for me because like this this when we talk about the spirit and about life you know as christians and even about being sent we have to always even when it comes to like my positive self-esteem, like it's not rooted in what I, what Kevin Bender does. Like there's this part of me that is death, that is sin, you know? Like I have this, well, it's the 
simul justus et peccator, you know, simultaneously saint and sinner. And so like my human is like, I, I will breathe out death unless I'm animated by the Holy Spirit. Like it's God's spirit that can actually create life even after death, even through death. So even through me, right? you know what I mean? Like, but, but never, never can I, can I like, um, you know, go out into the world and, and think like, I'm real. I'm really gonna do it this time, God. Like, you know, I want to do this. I want to, like, I want to show you that I'm like, you're good. You know, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good disciple, and I'm, I'm gonna go speak this. And like, if I'm doing it to try and like prove myself to God, no, no, mm-hmm. don't. You're not proving yourself to God. God, God, God's gonna. He is gonna fulfill His mission because He's God. Mm-hmm. He, he is the power to will what He will, but He chooses to bring us into it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like He, He. He chooses this goofy band of disciples who've who've loused it up constantly, but then their lives are changed. I mean, they live this kind of, in one sense, they live a resurrected life already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're totally different mm-hmm. when they when they um, receive the Holy Spirit. When they kind of let that be the energy that drives them, and there's still goofy moments. Even you know, it's it's, not, it's still not a perfect road. Even after the fact, like Paul and Peter get into little tiffs and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sure we don't hear everything in Acts, but. Um, but I guess what I was thinking is like, like, don't get yourself down uh, when you when you encounter struggle on the way, or if you know you, you louse it up, you drop the ball. Like, you're not, you're not. God is going to equip you, and He has equipped you. Like, lean on that, and let it let those be times that actually drive you back to the cross, mm-hmm. right? I mean, back to the power, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and. And when we don't know what to say, mm. um, the spirit, <laughs> the spirit speaks on our behalf. I've had so many moments in my life where I've been forced to have to speak about faith, and and some of these have been like in hard, like pastoral <laughs> situations that I've been been in, mm. where guys, just because we have, just because we've gone to school to be pastors, <laughs> like. I'm at a I'm at a loss for words so oh, often yeah. mm-hmm. um, that so I, I just have to like my prayer my prayer always before I preach uh, sometimes before I show up to certain situations where I, I feel totally inept for actually being I I just pray and I say God just get me out of the way mm-hmm. get me out of the way and just speak through me. Mm. you know just speak through. that's always that's my prayer before i preach yeah um like don't let me be a distraction don't just i want people to hear you uh jesus and so i think if that can be our way of our way of wanting to be in this world and live in this world mm-hmm. um that that's that you know that's what it means to be alive in christ right that's like, right like christ uh live and move and have his way with you um before before we wrap up here though Kevin we've kind of plunged into the the depths of some theology which is great and we love nerding out on that I don't I don't you know you love it too yeah, you yeah. know if you, if you don't send us a kindly email they they're <laughs> oh, wow instant response <laughs> well, you know um I I thought it would be interesting maybe you know as we talk about being sent into the world mm-hmm. um and and just impacting people um uh with with you know, with Jesus, yep. I'm just curious in, in your life, I'm sure there have been lots of people hopefully who have, you know, told you about Jesus, mm. um, but just kind of reflecting back on your life. Can you, yep. who's, you know, who's somebody significant or one or two that, 
mm-hmm. really like you you kind of say no i'm a I, I am who I am, you know, as a Christian person because this person had an influence in my life. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. There are a, a lot of people. So, you know, by sharing these names, I'm not excluding other names that are, are also very significant. But the first two that popped in my head, huh, there's a third one. Actually, come visit my office. I got a cool picture to show you. If you ever want to see people who are really formative for me, uh, I made a picture as a part of a project at seminary that's got some of these faces on it. But the two I'll mention is one was my youth uh, leader when I was in high school. Uh, his name was Scott Kuntz. Uh, he was a lay leader. He worked in construction, had his own construction business that he inherited from his father and worked with his brother at, and just volunteered his time on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings uh, to lead uh, youth events and, and youth uh, Bible study. And Scott, uh, he just had this um, kind of quiet confidence and hope. Um, I remember when I was getting close to graduating high school and going off to college, sharing with Scott this kind of very immature notion that was, yeah, Scott, you know, I'm like, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm struggling thinking about how I'm entering into my college years. This is gonna be like the best years of my life, you know, and then everything else is like downhill. Mm -hmm. And Scott was like, well, I like to think I still have some good years left, you know? (laughs) And, uh, And so he helped kind of help that distortion and realize like, don't, I don't know, people talk certain ways and you don't have to buy those lies. And Scott really did live every day kind of like, this is a day, this is the day the Lord had made. Let, you know, let me uh, rejoice, be glad in, and see what what good I can do. Um, so Scott was really formative. Second fella is, uh, his name's Bruce Hartung. And uh, I actually still see him uh, uh, almost weekly. Uh, uh, he's my counselor. And I, I met Bruce at the seminary. Um where I was required actually to go to counseling as a part of a class and then just kept up with him. And Bruce has been very interesting in my walk with Jesus, primarily um, because of the way, like Scott in some capacity, that he embodies the gospel. Um, In our time together, he just asks great questions and he doesn't always tell me. Like sometimes I want someone to tell me everything, Mm. um, but he doesn't tell me. He kind of lets me sort things out. But what he does so well is he communicates his commitment to me, you know, that he's, that he's here walking with me as we follow Jesus together. Um, and, and he's let me heir to him. Um, he, I basically see him as a father confessor is a term we sometimes use in the church, which is basically like a pastor that pastors go to, to confess their sins. And Bruce really has been that for me, um, in some pretty huge ways. Um, so yeah, so his love and consistency with me has been just huge helps me see God in that way. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, man? I'll, I'll preface it in the same way so that, you know, my mom and dad don't get offended because they, that's, that's what I was and saying, my huh? brother, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, hugely in, influential. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll name two Davids in my life. All right. So, um, when I, my, my youth director, uh, growing up too, his name is uh, Dave Hines. Uh, and he came, uh, right out of college as a, as a DCE, he was a single guy, you know, just right out of college. And, um, my dad was the pastor and, you know, two boys. And so he was, he was almost like a third older brother mm. for us. Um, I think we had a special relationship with him cause you know, he was a friend of my dad's and, you know, he was at our home a lot. Um, but he, he, he led us, um, on, uh, mission trips every summer, uh, to a native American reservation in Northern Minnesota and gave us, um, opportunities to, uh, speak, 
uh, of Jesus to have leadership roles. Um, I was just reflecting back on, on, on some of these experiences and, um, found a photo album actually this weekend, uh, of some of these, uh, kids and, and, uh, opportunities to, um, that, that I had to, to share Jesus. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like that was, those were incredibly impactful, um, experiences of mine. And so I'm just very grateful for him for, you know, in a sense, sending us yeah. <laughs> and giving us, uh, opportunities and walking with us. Um, and then the other, since I've been a pastor is, uh, David Kim, uh, who is my discipleship, you know, mentor and, uh, spent a lot of time with and really helped to, uh, shape my understanding of the great commission, um, and, it, and its role in our lives. I've always had this as a, as, as my passion, but it really like shaping a biblical understanding of God being ascending God and, um, giving us the, uh, the commission to make disciples and evangelize. And, um, I'm, I, I really believe it. And, uh, and, and so he's been very inspirational, uh, in my life. And, um, and so I'm really grateful for, for those people. Um, and so, you know, for, for those of you listening, um, if you confess Jesus, uh, as your Lord and savior, I I'd be, I'd be curious, or I'd encourage you to kind of do that same exercise, you know, think through mm. who are, who are these people that made an impact in my life? Um, how did they do that? You know, what, what was it about those people and their character or their investment in me that, that they still stand out in my life? Um, and then just think, how, you know, how can I do that in a very simple, practical, mm. um, way in my everyday living right. with, with other people? Um, like we don't have to, if you want to get up and move overseas, go for it. You know, <laughs> but we'll we'll send you, but you don't have to. Right. The mission field is right in front of you. Right. Um, and uh, and so people need Jesus, and so yep. um, you know how beautiful are the feet to those who bring good news. Paul says, and uh, and you know we didn't even talk about this, but that I just I love Paul's logic in that in Romans ten where he's just like, oh, how people, are they gonna hear? Yeah, people gotta, yeah. you know, everybody who calls in the name of Jesus will be saved. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, know? but how are they gonna know they can do that if if nobody tells them mm-hmm. like, Oh, right. Right. And how are they going to tell them if they don't know that they're sent? Yeah. Which I mean, that's kind of on us, right? As yeah. pastoral leaders, yeah. you know, so you're sent, <laughs> you're saying, we, <laughs> we did, did our, our job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality too, you know, God is like, believe this, God is placing in your life, somebody right now, right now, right now, there is someone and you probably see them on a regular basis. God's put you in proximity to them. And, uh, half the battle of the Christian life is just the prayer to, of God to open, open my eyes, God, help me see what you are doing. You know, he's and putting then, you right in position and then open my lips. Yeah. That my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste to deliver me. Oh, there we go. You were chanting. Make haste. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Liturgy. That's, uh, that's for another time. Yeah. 11 a.m. guys. See you Sunday. Yeah. Awesome. But, well, we are sent mm. and uh, we go into this world and uh, we better hang up this call. This call. This isn't a call. <laughs> That's all right. I was going to say, I, I got to make some calls. That's <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah, I do know. Hang up this conversation and uh, go have some other ones. Totally. So that's the plan for today. Well, thanks, Aaron. All right. And thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening, friends. Go. Uh, your beautiful feet. Go with Jesus. Go with the Spirit. Amen. Amen.